it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <laughs> ¿Qué pasa, campeones? So welcome to the E Tacticas podcast, this time trying not to distort the mic. Excuse the R's. It is Monday, the Tuesday, the 27th of April, and here we are to discuss the Churros that took place over the weekend in La Liga, where Barça managed to leapfrog Real Madrid, or I'm actually technically getting ahead of myself, of course. We're tied on points at the moment. Barça in three, Madrid in two. Atletico still at the number one position, but also dropping vital points in that title race. It's heating up, seeing as thanks at the feet. I was going to say at the hands, but at the feet of Antoine Griezmann, Barça has managed to basically have this title within grasp reach. By what? By winning all of their remaining six games, with actually the luxury, I should say, of being able to tie one game and winning the rest. And that way, Barca would be proclaimed champions of this current La Liga season. What a turnaround that would be. What a turnaround that would be. But before I get too ahead of myself, as ahead of myself, of course, need to address tonight's big, big game of Real Madrid in the Champions League, the semi-final. Gorgeous! Madrid-Chelsea. I want to discuss all of that goodness as well. And here to discuss it with me is none other than Kian Sobani. Fresh dress, like a million bucks, with on the white socks and the old blue chucks. It's Kian Sobani. What's going on, Kian? Good to see your fresh, showered face on the screen once again. Thanks, man. I did some conditioning, body wash, uh, did some grooming, some manscaping, did my hair a little oh. bit and uh, have the lights turned on, mm -hmm. the spotlight is on and I'm here. I'm, I'm thankful for you because you're helping me kill some time before the game. I, I feel like these, when it's game day on a big game day, it's like that day just drags on a little bit too long yeah like, yeah okay, yeah there tell yet? me about it you 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 what time is it over there because there it, it kickoff is at what time here the kickoff is at three o'clock three o'clock eastern right exactly i remember from my new york days yeah like 2 45 3 o'clock yeah. 
Yeah. We have a whole day to fit to kill with work, with all the bullshit, and that is that drags on. That drags on. The best case scenario but is if you uh, live in like Vancouver, LA, you just basically wake up and it's time to, time to watch. You put some cereal <laughs> cereal in a bowl, no. get your coffee ready. Oh, no, no, I can't do that, Keon. I can't do that. I lived, you know, mornings, morning games like in World Cups when I lived in New York as well. There was a World Cup that was in the morning for me. Those are weird hours. I prefer to drag it on and build that tension up and you know live all that pre the pregame is is half the game for me like i love pregame postgame and midgame obviously the game but all the pre and the post goodness is what i live for as well so if when it drags on you just consume it more you read more about it you listen to the podcast you know read up on your favorite uh um journalist and and, and listen to your podcast i love all that stuff were you in new york for world cup 2002 no, I was in New York in 2006 when oh, Barca okay. beat Arsenal in the final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which So I was working for DJ Premier at the time, right? And mm -hmm. I had to make an excuse to leave the office at like 2.30 so I could get to the bar by 2.45 and basically be off for the rest of the day because, you know, the game finishes. It's, it's sort of end of office day unless something's going on in the evening I'm, I'm done for the day and i said that uh and not that primo would ever listen to this podcast to begin with if he does shout out to you big prim but um uh, i i said i was following like an english course um uh, was it that or was it like a music business course something along those lines and it basically was like just my ticket out to leave and watch barcelona champions league and it was so weird you would come out and you know you're like drunk of happiness and drunk of alcohol <laughs> you're like yes we just beat we just won the champions league baby we beat arsenal Woo! and you just realize you're in the middle of manhattan with people walking around you like we don't give a fuck like, <laughs> we, we don't know get out of here is. somebody calls <laughs> we're <off>. drunkard <laughs> we're drunkards that come out of the cave like we won baby but uh, yeah, that was fun. All of this, I'm saying all of this, uh, just to say that that you know that I like the pregame and and all of that stuff. And and I'm excited, man. I'm excited because um, I'm man up the Chelsea. I've never been such a Chelsea fan in my life. In fact, Chelsea is one of those teams that are on my list of teams that I don't like, along with Madrid, obviously PSG, Chelsea. But man, looking forward to this one, Keon. By the way, before Looking we go to it. any further on the podcast, I think you, can, you you have room to turn your gain down a little bit more. Oh, okay. Thank a little you. bit more, yeah. Um, so, Or I'll sit a little back. How's that? So uh, how can we do this so that this podcast doesn't get outdated by the time people listen <laughs> to, the, to the reality yeah. of the game? At least we don't have any Super League curveballs unless like yeah. as soon as we're finished uh, publishing this, like all of a sudden FIFA comes out and be like, Great news. We've decided to endorse the Super League. Super League is back on. 12 teams are back in. <laughs> are we allowed to joke about the Super League? I don't know. Maybe it's too soon. Of course. I don't too know. Soon. I, people are so sensitive about this thing, man. They are very like sensitive. Very, very like sensitive. Anyways. But, uh, um, so nah, we can joke about it. Liverpool, uh, Chelsea, Real Madrid, rather. Um, I think that's a thing that we just don't touch until Friday, I think. Okay, well, but the pregame, I mean, just, just let me just give my two cents. I'm not going to be talking about yeah. the game uh, with anybody else. Give us so, all your jinxing powers, please. We all know what you what this is yeah, what's let me, about to let happen. Let me at least do that. Okay. The thing is, like, here, remember last on last pod, I said you always, I was 
everybody has two opinions, right? One with the mind and one with the heart. I'll give you my heart opinion, then the mind will kick in. Heart is that Chelsea's defense is just way too powerful, uh, that Vinicius is not going to enjoy the space that he did, that he had against, you know, your Liverpools, etc. Uh, I have faith in that in that Chelsea defense to just muscle out, grind out, at least a nil-nil, maybe a one-nil victory. Sijek remembering his good Ajax days when he kicked uh, Real Madrid out of the European competition. Uh, well, they got Werner, Big Timo, and Tuchel teaming up for some for some German drama. Watch me support some German stuff. Um, I've got I've got some hope that I've got some hope that Chelsea can stun Madrid at least in Stamford Bridge, and you know grind grind out a result. The brain, however, knows that Real Madrid will advance to the final, where they will play against a team that has never won the Champions League. So, you know, it's experience against inexperience, and we will well, see who wins then. But Madrid will go, get to the final. The experience inexperience thing is a. Uh, I feel like a lot of people have talked about that over the past few days with regards to Real Madrid Chelsea. A lot of people actually feel that Chelsea are the favorites because of their organization and their defense and that they're healthier. The, the only player they're missing tonight is Kovacic. They're very healthy. And Real Madrid yeah. are missing a lot of key players. And uh, mm. but, but a lot of people are saying, well, we'll, give, we'll tip the scales towards Real Madrid because of the experience thing, which I don't think is, a, is necessarily a foolish thing to do. I think experience certainly matters in times like this. I will also say that it's not as important as tactics and just performing better like we saw that against Ajax two years ago what, what the hell did experience do yep. us there in that situation right um True so that. um we'll see how that unfolds I think I kind of I'm in agreement with a lot of people who are saying that this is going to be kind of boring the first game um I kind of see it Could playing be. it that way for a ver variety of different this reasons. is not going to be a four goal thriller uh in total, neither. I don't think four goals will be scored. I think the whole, the ida vuelta, the home and away leg will end in like maybe a 2-1 win for Madrid or something. Well, there's a few reasons for that too. It's, I think, one fatigue for both teams. They're both playing two games a week. They're already playing two games a week. They're going to be playing two games a week for the rest of the season. And also mm. just like these are two teams who can lean towards conservatism, right, in these big games. So... Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, I think you correctly stated that Vinicius is not going to have the same space he had against Liverpool. I don't think Chelsea will open up that way like Liverpool or Atalanta did. And, uh, and, I, and I think both teams will kind of just be a little bit more conservative. Um, and if there's a team that will go a little bit more offensive-minded or at least try to control things with the ball, it'll probably be Real Madrid, which worries me about their transition defense a little bit. So um, I think the second leg is probably where it gets... I don't know if exciting is the right word, but certainly when we start getting our, our stomachs getting turned into different gears and like the nervousness will kick in the second second leg when things open up a little bit more. But yeah, this is... That's uh, the thing. I mean, even if it does end in a nil-nil, it's that classic scenario, right? Where Chelsea could score a goal in the, the Stefano and Real Madrid be faced with a one-all situation uh, where Chelsea could advance. Um, Again, it's, no, it's no, it's not a bad scoreline, by the way, for Real to go back <laughs> it is to hard talking. Yeah, you're back yeah, to I mean, you, Di Stefano, you mean? Uh, first leg is. Are they, are they playing in London? Tonight's oh, shit. Why did I think they're playing in London? Oh, okay, okay. 
Fuck. I actually okay. saw a lot of people think that. Like, I even saw like articles <laughs> state that. I thought I was, I was convinced. That's that. why I was. Hmm. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that's that out of the way. And yeah. now to the other juicy topic. I Liga. Who's that creeping in the window? Pow! Is Barça now lurking? I mean, I, I, I've been dying to ask you, uh, dying to ask you this question. Tell me, Kian, who in your heart and your mind are your favorites to win La Liga this season? Currently, as it's currently constructed, it's Barca. For sure. So a complete flip. Complete flip. This weekend say, has, has pulled Madrid out of the title I race didn't say they and, were my favorites. I said they're... No, you did. Uh, no, 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 not mine. Oh, like, no, last the favorites, time. the overarching favorites, because like if you look at the schedule... The fate in Barca's hands, the amount of games that are left, the fact that Barcelona don't have to beat Atletico anymore. They can just draw them and still win the league. Um, Kian, you said you said that they were your favorite. You you were convinced that you, Madrid was going to win La Liga. I'm, I'm still going to have it on tape. That. Oh, I still have them as my as my I think they're going to win. I'm just saying the favorite, the mainstream favorite is Barcelona, rightfully so. But ah, still, OK, but you're talking yeah. mainstream. But according to you, Madrid is still winning. Apologies. I, I I'm gonna still stick with my guns, part of partly because it's too cowardly not to. I can't just I just, I, I can't be like <laughs> that's what that's I what I'm thinking like the whole the, time. Like, I can't be like the wind, like just like blowing one direction and the other from week to week. It it's that's too soft. It's not uh, it's not certain enough. It needs you got to stick more. to some principles. Yeah, I got to stick to my And that's why I'm saying that Atletico de Madrid is still going to win La Liga and they will be crowned champions because I've been saying that all season. Well, so um, th this was a dream week for Barca, right? And from a La Liga standpoint. Uh, absolutely. So this I has was, been a good week. I was surprised, like, after Real Madrid dropped points against Real Betis, a lot of the discussion, a lot of people felt like those two drop points were going to just bury them in the league. And certainly it was far from ideal, but I was a little surprised to see how many people actually were, went kind of towards that idea. Carvajal himself included after the game. He was, he was quite pessimistic about, um, about the fact that they dropped two points and that really puts them in a difficult spot. He's not wrong. I'm not saying any of these people are wrong. That's not my point. But I looked at the table and I was like, you know, we still haven't seen what happens when Atletico have to go to San Mames the day after this happened. That's a really tough game, so mm -hmm. I want to see how that plays out before I come to any conclusion. So I didn't really talk about the title race. Obviously, because it benefits you too. It benefits Real Madrid too. Atletico dropping points, of course. Yes, but it, it benefits Barcelona fact. the most. That's the thing, and mm. um, it, it basically allows Real Madrid and Barcelona to be alive still in this thing. Um, but Barcelona with that game in hand, I'm I'm looking at Barcelona's schedule. I'm not sure where the points are being dropped. I was hopeful that Villarreal might do something, and they played really well uh, over Bro, the weekend. You're you're talking about a team that dropped points against Cadiz, dropped points against Alaves, nearly dropped points against Valladolid. This Barça has 37 points in the first half of the season. This Barça has dropped points. It's a fair point, but I will say that was a different version of Barcelona than the one that exists now. This one is better. The morale is higher. <clears throat> Players are more informed. And, <clears throat> excuse me, um, and you guys have to, are, are just going to take it more seriously for the next few games, I think. 
Yeah, it's do or die. It's it's all or nothing. And I mean, we can like, smell it. Like I said in the, the intro, we got one hand on the cup properly now. One hand is, is firmly on the cup. Don't let it go. When you look at the schedule, is there any? are there any of those games that worry you? Uh, Apart from Atletico, which I think I, I don't trust Atletico to take any points off of you. But even if they did, it's not even well, good for Real Madrid necessarily. So it doesn't matter. You, you, like, you, you cannot put that down as a guarantee when you just cannot. Um, Valencia is always a Barça-Valencia. In fact, it was a, last season Valencia beat us. Uh, I would have to go back to result. I would, I need to I'm going to tell you that. right now exactly how that Valencia game is going to go. You want to hear it? Valencia sure. will come out of their cave to play an amazing game. They're going to score a goal. Then something stupid's going to happen. Messi's going to score a free kick. And then in the 90th minute, uh, there's going to be just a, a, some kind of brawl. And Gabriel Paulista is going to commit a red card offense in the box. And it's going to be a bullshit red card. It's not even going to be a real red card. It's just going to be like, okay, we have to just make sure Barcelona win this game. And then Barcelona win 2-1. 95th minute, they come away with a win at the Mestalla. Uh, and every, everybody just says tearing their hair out. So that's that settled. That's, we know what's going to happen in that game. The, the last two times we played was the Copa del Rey final. They won 2-1. And last year, December, 20, or December 19th, excuse me, Barça-Valencia, and it finished 2-0. Uh, sorry. Valencia... When they face Barca, they more often than not, they step up to the plate, beating us in the Copa del Rey final to all first half of the season. This is a, a, a game where points can be dropped. I, I, you, you're very dismissive, and I don't like your jinxing because that game is not going to go like that. I wish it did. I think Even Villarreal. Villarreal was a massive test, no doubt about it. Um, we have to talk about that. Valencia. Of course. Valencia was... Is always proven to be a test. Atletico is always a test. Levante, <laughs> Paco Lopez side. If you cannot call them the giant slayer any more, or then you already, then we already should be calling this team the giant slayer. Um, you know, they are the David and we are the Goliath. Uh, they drop, we drop points against them in the past. Madrid is another team that that whenever face this team, they're they're dropping points. Celta is a team with Iago Aspas that can sneak. So, listen, these are tough games, man. I think you're being very dismissive not to see any banana peels. This league with six finals still left to play. I'm muchísima liga. And I, 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 there's too much for me at this point in time. Uh, excitement, overconfidence that, you know, this this Liga is now within Barca are the heavy favorites. I'll give it, I will give us, I'll give us the favorites uh, etiqueta, right? The favorites little title, whatever you want to call it, but to call us the heavy favorites with like, you know, I saw like 75% uh, votes for Barca that we're going to win. We're getting ahead of ourselves. There are plenty of games left to play where we can drop points and they can become a, an embarrassment to lose this league. <laughs> Shit, man. Sevilla's within the fucking grasp reach for that matter. You know, Sevilla's in that, this title race even for that matter. Let's, you know, this is very exciting, man. I don't remember a li an end to La Liga this exciting since at least maybe what, like 10 years or something. This is, this is really quite sp special. So Sevilla creeping up there is, is an amazing underrated storyline, but, uh, 
It's incredible to see the top four and then the distance between four and five in the league. It's just like the top four are wrapped up. Okay, at some point. Jostling at the at, yeah. for, for position there. My apologies. My dad is calling probably to talk about the game today. Um, so uh, but, uh, we, uh, I, actually, I was actually looking at that Levante game. Um, I think that might be the hardest game on the schedule. Even though on paper it says no, um, it's not going to be Atletico is. Atletico really probably is, but if I have to look for points to be dropped outside of that game, because that needs to happen for Real Madrid to have a chance anyway. So I'm looking outside of that game against Atleti. I think Levante is the one. I think, you know, Levante mm. at mm. home, as you said, can be giant mm. slayers. And I don't know, Celta, historically speaking, yes, but that's usually in Balaidos and not at the Camp Nou. So I don't, I don't really see that game to, to be giving you two guys, you guys too much trouble. Yeah. Don't um, underestimate that these teams will also be still fighting for their lives in, in first place in first division. Eibar also. Eibar at uh, Ipurua. It's not easy. It's not nice to go to the Basque country and play there. Um, that's a that's a solid point, um, which means Maletas will be turned down by those teams because they have to fight for something. Uh, although Eibar... Well, that's good. I support that, by the way. I support that. You? Support Totally, that. huh? I'm super... Inf- I'm super in favor for those estos maletines, the famous briefcases oh, okay. that get sent in order for a team to win. I think getting paid to win, I don't necessarily see a problem with that. I think it's a, uh, I've liked what it. About in the, the, other the, way? the 90s were crazy. What about the other way, paid to lose? To lose? No. No, 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 no. Come on. No, no. No, esto no. There's a clear line. Win, yes. Lose, no. So... The argument against your uh, teams will be having to fight for something. By then, Abar will probably be relegated, to be quite honest. Um, that, that's okay. the last match day of the season. Oh. I think now Granada, to, is he, Thursday you guys play Granada? They, yeah. they, they're going to want to try to get to uh, a Europa League spot. It's unlikely, but they're going to be still fighting for it. But this is the problem with facing those mid-table teams is that they're in this treadmill of like, they're not going to get relegated. They're not going to get into Europe. So you have Levante is kind of in that situation, which actually I don't know how much they will have to fight for, to be honest. Um, And Valencia, same thing. Uh, Levante, Levante, Valencia, even Celta. Actually, Celta might be fighting for Europe. Like, I don't know. It's, it could go either way, to be quite honest. But I don't. I don't know if those teams are actually having. See, it's not that easy, walk. though, huh? It's pretty easy. It's not a cakewalk. It's not so, a cakewalk. Atleti have the hardest schedule. This so, is a great. They have mm. to. They have to face Real Sociedad. I mean, that that's their big test outside of the the Barca game, and uh, Real Madrid. Would you say have the easiest schedule? Would you say? Sevilla, they have no. They have the. They have the I hardest don't. schedule actually remaining because they have Sevilla, they have Granada away, they have Atletico San Mamés, and they have Villarreal at home. They they have the hardest schedule. No. So. So you guys are the favorites. So don't blow it, man. If you blow it, that's embarrassing. I don't know. I I, I don't. I can't pull up. And I really movies. hope when you guys don't but, blow um, and you win the self, when you win the championship, I really, really hope that that's not going to be overshadowed by the Champions League victory of a certain team. Mm. I really hope so. See, that's that's the thing. 
That is the thing. That is the thing that uh, weighs heavy on all coolers. And if it doesn't, you're lying to yourself. I had a you couple of questions does. to ask you, big picture things. One is... What? Hey, Scratcher. Hey. hey. I want to talk about... But the thing is, can I, can I say something real quick? Because mm-hmm. you, you, you kind of dismissed uh, Barca's opponents uh, real quick in the end there. Like I said, I don't have... I think we're off the topic, schedule. Man. No, but listen, you talked about Real Sociedad putting them in a mix team like Villarreal. All of them are pretty much secured for the Europa League, you know? Good so it's not paper, like they though. can drop. Eh? Good teams yeah, on good paper, teams though. On paper, and they, they want to so- beat Real Madrid always. I don't know. I, I think Valencia, your Atletico de Madrid already those two or two knockout punches, Levante away. Mucho, mucho peor. In fin, what did you want to say? Um, Barca thinks what do you think should oh, happen what? to um, Sergio Roberto and Usman Dembele they have contracts running out in 2022 uh, Sergio Roberto reportedly um, maybe he, he feels like he needs some, something different or Barca are not offering him a long term contract Dembele reportedly has, has an offer but doesn't feel valued because the club tried to sell them so where are you on those two um, and also, did you know Sergio Roberto is only 29 years old? Because in my mind, he was just like this 23-year-old kid. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I did know this. This I think I spoke about it with my boss. We were talking about the four captains of Barca. And I was like, yeah, I don't get why, you know, Sergio Roberto would be captain ahead of like Ter Stegen. You know, the four captains, Messi, Busquets, Piqué. Plus, he's like super young. And <laughs> he doesn't outrank Ter Stegen. Again, and uh, Jordi, my boss, goes, well, he's you know, he's like 29 or 30. I was like, get out of here, the fuck out of here, 29, 30. It's like, no, 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 we looked it up, yeah. That's insane. I mean, that puts uh, things into perspective. Look, with Dembo's, it's it's really easy, man. Dembo's, in case you listen to this podcast, you know, we've been good with you. We've been really, really good with you. We've been very patient with you. You've been at the club four or five years, and this is your best season. This is amazing. I love it. This is the this is the demos that we all signed up on when you arrived at the club, Israel, four years ago. You're doing it now. You're doing great. We want to extend your contract. Do goodbye. Do goodbye, Barca. Sign it. Don't don't be a pain. Don't squeeze out now in a moment where the club's going through terrible financial problems, difficulties. You know, I think to be, to try to now sucker, the same can be said for Sergio Ramos, right? Because a lot of things are happening there behind the scene with his his contract renewal. And look, I I don't know enough about that. So don't let me reserve my opinion to just say that as well with Dembélé, let me just say that I hope that these players are not, on you know, purposefully taking advantage of clubs that are in again in these difficult situations, cash strapped. And I think with what they're earning and what they're being offered, I don't know the details. I don't know the details, but I'm pretty sure on paper it's fair. And uh, now it's also the time to show some consistency. So, you know, pay some love back, show some consistency, not just from a one season, a, a weekly uh, basis, but also, you know, let's get, get in another good season. It will be a second 
good season for Usman with no injuries, with just a good attitude, uh, working hard on the field, being there for his players, running, scoring goals, obviously it'd be the end objective, winning games and assisting, etc. Which has been just a fun, it's been a joy to see Dembele in, in his in his skin and doing what he knows what to do best, right? But yeah, I don't get why, you know, I, I hope it's not a, a situation where, and I'm, you know, now you said that he feels hard done by, I, I, I don't know any of those. I would like to know what, like, I think we've been very good with this player, fans and club alike, very patient and showing a lot of support, which isn't always the case with players that come to Barca either. Well, so, I also think like it, to be fair to Barca, when they try to offload him, whether it's because the injuries and, and the salary and stuff, and he's not playing much, uh, and you had the whole video game stuff or whatever, uh, it was a different board. It was a different regime than it is a different, time, right? Yeah, it was, so, and it was different times, exactly. Um, and you know, if, if uh, I'm more, uh, you, you have to, I guess, at some point also evaluate the the offers that you get on the table and the investment that you've made and the amortization that can, you know, happens on a yearly basis, of course. Um, and length on a contract forms part of a deal, you know, obviously adds value or, t or, or diminishes value of uh, uh, the, the value of a player and a potential transfer that could take place. So I don't know. I mean, uh, you're talking about the time when Barca could offload with who was it? It was, it was serious conversations with what PSG, I believe in the Neymar swap, but his name has never been, been really out there on, on the table of, uh, there were some rumors with Manchester United, I believe. Um, look, I think, like I said, I'll go back to what I said. I think the, I don't know the details of the offer that's on the table, but I'm sure it's fair and I'm sure it's generous enough, particularly given the times, I'm sure it's not, you know, decreasing in value for what he's earning today, which is already a, a, a pretty hefty sum. So, um, I think we should talk about Barca v Real because it was actually one of the more entertaining games of the season that I've seen. It was nonstop action. It was back and yep. forth. Both teams played really well. Um, I think it's a second consecutive game now in La Liga where you just get gifted with goals, um, which is ironic because ever since you came out and said Real Madrid get gifts um, from everybody, yeah. including that last Liverpool game in the first leg. Hasn't been that bad. Um, yeah. That was perfect. That was amazing. Jinxing powers. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Getafe Thank you. and Villarreal both <laughs> sending you gifts. And you guys capitalized. We, so we appreciate, we love those. Yes. More. We can never have enough. Um, this was one of the games that like was so close to being one of the games that, you know, we were salivating over. Real Madrid fans were salivating over as the one that possibly you drop points in. Um, basically at the one nil on Pau Torres skips past Messi's press, plays a beautiful vertical ball to Samu, drops long lay. He rounds Ter Stegen and Samu had a great it's game. Pau Torres who gives that assist? Pau it was Torres. Pau Torres? Very impressive. Fuck, I wanted, I, that's what I've, I've been wanting to know. And that was a beauty. Nobody talks enough about that pass. That pass was amazing. As good as the finishing was of uh, Chuku, uh, which was brilliant. Chukueza was awesome. But that pass was fire. It was light. And it wasn't just the pass. It was that he had to escape Messi's press. That was the other thing. To, to, and then mm. he had to play that pass. And look, Samu does really well. Um this was one of Samu's better games. He can be a frustrating player to watch. Um, but so good as well. 
but on his day, he could, like when he's playing that kind of confidence, the passes he, he was playing into mm. the box, not just his dribbling, the passes he was playing into the box, his crossing. He had one outside the boot cross and like two crosses that like perfectly into the target, into a wide open Real player. He was burning Pedri. He was burning Longley. Just a great Samuel game. Uh, unfortunately, Villarreal didn't get production from Alcácer or Gerard Moreno in this game, but Alcácer in particular had good chances. But, um, you know, similar to Pau Torres, we can't, we can't talk about Pau Torres' pass and not Mingueza's pass through Villarreal's yeah. highlight to Griezmann, like well literally right after the, the, the one nil. So um, mm-hmm. this was a really fun game. Uh, it's like just from a La Liga fan perspective, it was really fun to watch. It was also fun to watch Trigueros playing. Like we remember Trigueros playing like, and he's been, he's been good this season, but that the game against Barca reminded me of like um, the Trigueros of all the part, obviously. Yeah. From that tackle. Besides that tackle, which got him sent off, which was a really bad tackle, by the way. Um, mm. Yeah, I, this was this was a fun game. It, so you must have felt good. It was fun. Yeah, no, it was fun. It was a, a, a my frustration with this game is again we saw two Barca's, one in the first half and another one in the second half, where um, even with ten men, I felt that you know Villarreal could have uh, or were. On verge of on the verge of of of, of uh, tying this match up and 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 coming away with the two all drawn, um, you know I thought the first half was particularly good of Barça, and I enjoyed that one a lot more. There was more less suffering, let's say, and more enjoyment. Um, uh, Chukweze Samu I thought was excellent, but he's one of those players that every time I feel they face big teams and particularly obviously teams that uh were that are not as defensively focused uh, and perhaps sound as well as as other jam-packed more disciplined defensive teams but chukweza is always I, i'm always impressed with him and i've always wondered what he would do at barca i think uh um you know i don't know exactly his age i think he's in his mid-20s but i've always i want to see him at a big club uh, I think he, he's, he's a very interesting player who's a little bit suffers from Jekyll and Hyde syndrome because, like you said, he does fall away <clears throat> uh, very often as well, where he's just somewhat of a non-factor. Uh, bow with the pass, it was great. So, uh, I mean, Emery, I, I can't really knock Emery neither for his plantea- planteamiento, like the formation, the way that Villarreal were playing Barca uh, in the in the first half. I thought that was just a very competitive game, where in the second half, uh, I felt that Barca took their foot off of the accelerator a little bit too much. Uh, there wasn't as much production coming from the, the forwards neither, despite the good game that Griezmann had and the excellent finishing. And, uh, awesome. you know, this... It was it was great. It was it was just it was a fantastic goal. Golazo total. Um, you know, with uh, the entrance of Dembele, it's um, uh, he had good passes. Barca could have. De Jong had some big misses, <laughs> some massive misses. As good as he was this game as well for me, potentially uh, maybe Barca's best. And and he's just been playing on an awesome level. I mean, I'm so happy that Barca made the investment uh, that they did in the day to acquire this uh, Dutch youngster because he's, he's an, just an excellent midfielder for years to come. I mean, you, um, you have to give, you got to tip your hat to Asenjo on that play though. Like 
the way he comes over to save that was <laughs> reminded me of Iker Casillas against Sevilla. I think it was in 2006, 2007. And I think he had, he had two against Sevilla that were almost identical in different years. But like he basically, it's an open net and he's running over and he just gets a save on it incredibly. It was an unbelievable save. I know, but yo, Frankie puts it right to Asenko as well, man. He's got a lot of space on his, his right. Uh, where, you know, you're just looking at a gaping hole uh, and he comes back to Asenko. And then in the second half, after like a beautiful Dembele pass, I don't know if you remember that play, where he's again in front of Asenko and chips him beautifully. Looks like it's going in. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I I think so. This game, I the thing is about Barca. I think overall they were better. Like you can criticize some of the things they did, but they were the better team. Um, hmm. I I think Griezmann deserves his own bullet point from this game because he's to me a feel good success story, and this is coming from from Madridista. The amount of criticism he put up with. And look, you can, we can all say like, oh, boo-hoo, he's getting paid millions of dollars to play Barcelona, blah, blah, blah. But the amount of shtick he got from start to finish, never complained, um, played out of position, worked even when he, he, he was... Comp- except for that time after playing with France where he did complain, where he said, my coach doesn't know where to play me, remember? Fine. I always love that you always have the one example ready to go in, <laughs> in counter to I what I say and counter to my sweeping generalizations. Um, but like... He playing out of position, even when he wasn't playing well, would not stop moving without the ball, would not stop defending, would not stop hustling, working hard. His work ethic continues to be through the roof from start to finish. And now he has a production to go with it. And he's been an unbelievable asset. He's been fantastic. This game was awesome from him. Um, his, his goal, I mean, he scored two goals, but his first goal in particular, where... Um, the confidence in which he took that told me about like where his head mm-hmm. is at now. Like I think yeah. he's just kind of right, right. Dare I say back? Well said. Is he back? Well, I don't. Know. He's getting close. Uh, the, By back, I mean Atletico it, version. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. My my worry is now though. What do you do with Dembele also being back? Dembele, Griezmann, and uh, and Messi. Mm-hmm. The real problem Pedri becomes when Bursi, when Fadi comes back. De Jong. Of, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So, look, uh, you're right. Griezmann, uh, everything you said was right, and you know I've I've been critical of Griezmann, and uh, I don't know. Are you expecting an apology? <laughs> Yes. No. Uh, Apologize. You got to give credit. You got to give credit where it is due. And look, I'm ha- yeah. A good Griezmann is a good Barca. It's good for Barca. So of course I'm happy to see uh, Griezmann in his current state. I know that like Griezmann and Messi together have uh, scored more goals than any other duo in the European competition at the moment. Uh, I think they total a tally of fifty. Uh, and 36 in total in La Liga, which is more than any other, uh, yeah, La Liga duo. Or uh, I think it was internationally as well. Joder, I don't know. Did you just, uh, did you see um, the fiasco at the end of the Sevilla-Granada game? No, I missed that. So, <laughs> so Sevilla are up 2-1. 
and the referee adds four minutes of injury time. And after 93 minutes, the referee blows the whistle with a minute left. And all this, and Lopetegui's like, oh, okay, cool. I'll just walk to the locker room and pretend that I knew nothing about what's what the actual time was. Thanks, guys. He just leaves. He's like, this is great. And then Granada players just swarm the referee. Like, there's a minute left. What are you doing? And the referee keeps pointing to his watch. He's like, I don't know. This is what it says. And then... Um, oh, my God. And then... I guess eventually he realizes his error. He calls Sevilla back from the locker room and tells them you have oh to play God. one more minute. So it's just, <laughs> they just play one more minute and it's Granada's like chasing the game, trying to get the ball, but they can't get it. Yeah, it was quite a bizarre ending. Oh shit. That's hilarious, got, dude. The referee got a lot of um a lot of heat for that. I guess understandably so. I will say I thought he looked embarrassed by it, and I feel like it was just an honest human error. However, I will say one thing that got me even more upset than something like that is if you watch the Athletic, Atletico game, Athletic, Atletico. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's one point where Athletic have a breakaway, and the referee calls it back instead of playing advantage and and draws the yellow card and gives Athletic a free kick. Like that stuff bothers me more than than what happened in, at the end of that game, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hear you. But listen, the important thing is rectific- rectificar is de sabios. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he rectified his mistake, and uh, that's a good thing because Agreed. it would have looked, you know, I, I what I don't like is the stubbornness when that some referees, they stick to their guns, and probably in the back of their heads, they already know they fucked up big. And, you know, that one minute, I love how you described Lopetegui <laughs> walking away like, oh, oh, oh okay, well... <laughs> <laughs> I could just picture that his face with his eye, those owl eyes. He's just like, all right, if he says so. Um, and I would have, I can't believe I missed this. Thank you for pointing that out. I, w- w- I would have loved to have seen that minute as well. Imagine it just be frantic as fuck, just chasing just <laughs> eleven dudes <laughs> while Lopetegui's in the bathroom going, Where, "Where's the rest?" <laughs> he's just like Where gone home. <laughs> he took the Uber home. He's like, "Oh, he's." Final whistle. He's driving. He's driving. He's listening well, to it on the radio. Big, con- big congrats. Lots of credit to Sevilla, to be honest. I, uh, this has been not. Yeah, I, I'm they're just, in there. I'm happy for Lopetegui. These last couple of years have been really awesome for him. Um, he's had squad turnover, but but he's dealt well. And uh, I don't, you know, obviously my favorite thing that would happen is Real Madrid win the title. If somehow like Sevilla squeak through and win the title, would like Real Madrid, Atleti, and Barca fans be that upset? I feel like they'd be. They would like. Okay, we will. We will allow this because this will never happen again. Someone other than us three winning the title. So here, take it. I feel like we'd be like the the total. Yeah. As long as Madrid doesn't win it, they're only three points back. Obviously, not counting Barca's game in hand, but. I just feel like you remember last was it last week when you said don't give Sevilla fans hope on this podcast. <laughs> I did say that, didn't I? Holy I feel shit. like should I we? Said you're giving. Should apologies. we putting more respect on their name? Like, should we be giving them? Clearly. I don't know when my camera keeps cutting out here. Should we be giving them? Yeah. Um, should like we're, we're talking about on it. we're talking about Real Madrid schedule, Barca schedule, Atlético schedule, just for like to be in for the sake of equality among top four teams. 
Sevilla's schedule is actually pretty pretty difficult. Sevilla Athletic, then Real Madrid, then Valencia, then Villarreal, then Alaves. That's that sounds like. But hey, man, they're the they're the underdog punch. You know what? If they beat if they beat Real Madrid Mm, with three games left, that becomes pretty interesting, right? Then you're looking at Real Madrid in fourth. (gasps) Don't matter, man. We got Super League. We can come fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. God damn it, man! You better not fucking win the Champions League, Keon. I'm so excited for this game. I'm, I'm really come. I, I, give me something to be hopeful about that Chelsea can pull it off, pull off the upset. Oh, I can give you many things board. to be hopeful about. Um, really? Chelsea are better than Atalanta and Liverpool. They, mm-hmm. uh, we are missing Ferland Mendy and Sergio Ramos. We had mm-hmm. Mendy against mm-hmm. Liverpool. We didn't have, we don't Varane? have Varane. Varane is back. We have Varane. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mendy missing is a huge, huge absence. <laughs> um, Fatty Valverde is not there. Uh, okay. Again, we won't have as much space, and you know how we we do against teams that don't give us space. So, yeah, you got yeah. this, bro. You, you, you guys get scoring goals still. Benzi is the only one really scoring goals. We did, we goals, did it last huh? week. Yeah, Hazard is back. Mm. Azzy is back. Oh. He looked all right. He looked good. I saw a little bit. Very polarizing oh, yeah, figure. Chispa. Polarizing mm-hmm. figure in Real Madrid. There's a there's a Real Madrid war right now within the fan base, a civil war of the mm. well the people who who just um, are really got upset that any Hazard praise was manifested after the Betis game because they were like, you're delusional. He can't do anything. He's done. He's, he's washed. And uh, we can't put any faith in this guy. And then there was the other one just saying, like, put some respect on Hazard's name. And, you know, he's Eden Hazard. If he comes back, he can, he can make a difference. So there's that. Well, happen. we all know... I w- that there should be a third part mm-hmm. party in there that um, wish him all the best and wish that he actually played for Barca and would have become, according to his a- agent or his ex-agent, the best football player in the world. Who said that? <laughs> Fuck. I guess you missed that. Uh, I saw it was published here in the newspapers, this interview, I guess, with his ex-agent where he says, uh, Hazard should have gone to... Barcelona. If he did, he would have become the best player in the world. Oh yeah, and he gives. That's totally believable. No, I, listen, listen. In all, all fairness, Hazard playing in a more in 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 a freer system where he, the ball would be more at his feet, where he could, uh, where he would do- dictate and dominate the game more. Um, you know, I don't think it's a far fetched idea that, or you know, at least to toy around with the idea of what how. What Hazard would have looked like in a Barca system? I think it's all, it, it all came down to injuries. That's what it was. I mean, that's basically what was going to separate this from working mm-hmm. and not. If he was healthy the whole time, I'd be very surprised if he doesn't maintain his level to a certain degree. Like he was in that last year, he was arguably a top five player in the world in his last year at Chelsea. So if he's healthy, who's to say he can't do that? So if he's healthy at Barca or Real Madrid, I think wherever he was healthy, he probably would have succeeded. But the the injuries just ravaged him, and and that and the fact that his body's just kind of looks like it's breaking down, and he, he doesn't seem as confident. But yeah, we'll see. He had a little b- bounce of his in his step against Betis, but who knows what that means? Um, yeah, no, yeah, like I said, it looked alright. Yeah, um, I'm ha- I'm happy to wrap it here. Give give people yeah, let's go, boy. One hour boy, before the game, uh, and give them something to fill the time with, and. Uh, 
We'll be back Friday. <laughs> we'll be back Friday. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that could be very interesting. How are we going to decide? We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Barca plays Granada on Thursday. We play Chelsea tonight. And uh, the intro will be interesting, my friend. Hope you uh, hope you enjoy the game tonight, but not too much. And stay safe and go enjoy uh, spending time with your kids. And uh, we'll chat soon, buddy. Take care. Sounds good, buddy. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.